All right, this is Common Man's Common Sense. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, there's only two of us tonight. This is your host, Stanley Hudson and Rex Manning. We're going to start out with something a little sultry this evening, and that is <laughs> Playboy celebrates first ever male cover model, Bretman Rock. A huge deal for the LGBT community. And so uh, this is actually on, on Breitbart. I, I, uh, this was like a, a last minute thing that Rex wanted to, to cover this because it's kind of topical and it's good to start with topical. So check that guy out. <laughs> he uh, he uh, says playboy like a small Asian I, man. Yeah. <laughs> In a, uh, I mean, what is that? Like a bunny costume? It's yeah. got like a little fl- like well, a, yeah. a fluffy tail on the back of it. Yeah. Cause, and he's got the ears because I guess he's a, he is a playboy bunny. So Playboy has put a male bunny on its latest cover, making Filipino-born beauty influencer Bretman Rock its original digital cover model, a beauty influencer. I'm still like, dude, I'm 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 at the the uh, forty threshold, so I'm not really up and up on what an influencer is. Um, I guess I get the gist of it, but I, I don't understand so the necessity. That guy's an influencer. Yeah. Do you, what does that mean? Can you explain it? I mean, I, I honestly don't really know either. I mean, what is he? Is he on YouTube or like? Does he? How, I suppose. I, but it, does I that mean, constitute having like so many followers or something? Does that? I think so. Yeah. So that would be like Twitter and Instagram, and maybe Facebook. So the once iconic magazine is celebrating Bretman Rock's cover spot as a milestone for the LGBT community. The photo and accompanying video show Rock. <laughs> Posing in Playboy's traditional bunny costume, complete with high heels, rabbit ears, and a bushy tail. Mm. Playboy says it's Bretman, bitch. Uh, oh, so yeah, the, his uh, chest is fully exposed. This is, I don't get it. Uh, which I'm, I'm not mad about it, dude. Playboy is is trash. So, I mean, this is this is par for the course. This is, I mean, I mean, you got all these snowflakes and stuff, like just absolutely just going nuts over their safe spaces and stuff. And, yeah. like, can we... What about us? Can we have a safe space? Like, no. how about... Yeah, of course up, not. Up until now, like, Playboy was a safe space. I could at least go there, and you could find some women. Which I have no idea. Do they even... They still print the magazine form of that? Uh, no. Playboy shut down its print edition last year at the height of the coronavirus pandemic. After nearly seven decades of the country's premier adult magazine for men, the company still publishes online with the occasional print product. The year before, a Muslim journalist became the first woman to pose in a hijab for the magazine. Yeah, so th- oh, these wow. not only did these guys jump the shark, you know, if the if the term <laughs> the term jump the shark. If Fonzie would have been riding a rocket, that's what they just did. Like so, they they jumped about over the shark about ten times over. Hugh Hefner would have never allowed this. Yeah, dude. So, uh, which no, when you're talking about influencers, I actually had a conversation the other day. Uh, and, and this might piss some people off, dude. Like, I, I have tattoos, but, like, but the, just my opinion, man. Sorry. Like, if you don't like it, man, we're free to disagree. But they were talking about that girl uh, what that, that got murdered and now her boyfriend's missing. Yeah. Because uh, she was a quote-unquote influencer. And I noticed that she, I, she had quite a bit of tattoos. And that's, that's kind of one of the things, dude, just my observation. And I'm a jerk, man, whatever. But... I've like these people that are just regular people get covered in tattoos and then all of a sudden they're like a celebrity. And there was the one Asian woman, the, uh, don't remember uh, Tia something. If Reversa was here, he would know. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, it's like the tattoos may like 
you are the tattoos and the tattoos are, are, are you. And so I was telling these people at, at work about it and like, and they're like, Oh yes. Yeah, like Kim that used to work here. And so they, <laughs> my buddy pulls up a picture of this girl on, on Facebook and he's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to love this. And so she's, she's co- of course covered in tattoos, chest and arms and, and stuff. And uh, she's, I think it's, she was 31 and I, she had needed dental work. So instead of ever messing with her teeth, she got covered in tattoos. And so she posted pictures of herself on Facebook. Her teeth are completely ripped out. She's getting dentures. And so first thing she does when your teeth get ripped out, like her face is swollen, her mouth's all stitched together. And so she's taking pictures. This is the best picture I could get. Like people take care of your teeth. I didn't take care of my teeth. Well, you probably smoke crack. Number one, number two, why? And this is one of my biggest complaints about Facebook, dude. Why? That's a very private matter, especially for a female. Like, hey, everybody, look at where I just had my teeth ripped out because they were disgusting. Yeah. And so, it, and I actually had a coworker. That, Nothing's that, really taboo, and there's no real shame, and yeah, like it, yeah. really anything. That's kind of a that term, like shame on you. Yeah. That's kind of a lost term. You yeah. know, like that's, a, that's yeah. A, People don't say that anymore because it's like, oh, shame on you for doing that. Well, what does that even mean? Like, nobody <laughs> nobody has any shame anymore. You just post random garbage like that. You yeah. don't just flood people's eyeballs on the on the internet with that garbage. Like, nobody, yeah. like anybody was asking to see it. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more to shame on her. It was pretty disturbing. But I actually had a coworker, and it's funny because he had, like, massive, like, mega rotten teeth himself. And, uh, I mean, it was disturbing. Smoke cigarettes. He was complaining about how he didn't make enough money. couldn't pay his rent. But, dude, you smoke weed, cigarettes. Keeps getting tattoos. So, he came in with a new tattoo. He's like, oh, you like my bamboo? That's not bamboo. That's freaking asparagus, you <laughs> dumbass. Like, it lo- like, no, it's – and that's the thing. Like, And I've talked about it on here before because I've had debates with people about what does and does not constitute art. And so, art, if I'm not mistaken, dude, by my redneck assertion, is open to perception. Dude, you you might have asked a tattoo artist for bamboo, but what I see is asparagus, and yeah. you should accent it with some broccoli too. But that's like, and and you and I are pretty close in age. That's like all of the uh, what, when I was a teenager, it was really cool to get like these Chinese symbols. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody would go on spring break and come back with a tattoo of these Chinese symbols that yeah. they had no idea what they mean. Yeah, and uh, so you just like. It's, no, that's my name in Chinese. Like, no, no, it's sure not. <laughs> like, uh-huh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's not what that yeah, means. That's not, no. And all that to say, what I just said to say, no, that's not what that means. So, because if you show that to a Chinese person, they say, okay, uh-huh, <laughs> yes, bye-bye. Uh, and so, but tattoos being open to perception, because that was a, that's the thing, like, well, this means this. My tattoos actually mean something to you, to me. They don't mean crap. That's asparagus. <laughs> so, like, dude, I have, like, the, an idiotic tattoo on my, my right tricep, and, and I have a Yankee coworker. that's just like, what is that thing on your arm? And I, I don't want to talk about it. And so one day, like, he saw it. He's like, you got a flying baby on your arm, <laughs> which personally I love. Oh, that thing really aged well. <laughs> yeah. And so, which it's all good. Like, I can accept the fact that, Hey, it's a flying baby. It's a flying baby. And so he was telling me the other day, he's like, yeah, my son, you know, he's 30. He'd come up t- telling me about his girlfriend breaking his heart. I said, listen, your grandpa and me didn't have those conversations, and I'd like to continue that tradition. So I told him, dude, that is how you wind up with a son with a flying baby tattoo. You are going to win.
right, everyone. You're listening to Common Man's Common Sense. Uh, as always, you can visit us at commonmanscommonsense.com, like our podcast, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're still working on that. Uh, some people are getting lazier than others. Not going to mention any names. And please, by all means, everybody, please, please uh, share our podcast. So I'm going to do a little uh, housekeeping again. Last week, it was uh, Cardi B mixed up with the other woman. What was her name? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, Nicki Minaj. That's yeah, it was. there you yep. go. I would have never remembered that. Uh, and, and this one kind of, this one hurts, man. And I, and I feel like a chump. Um, nobody likes being had. So Lieutenant uh, Stuart Scheller, the Marine that, you know, we had given so much accolades to and, and everything. Uh, last week before he was arrested, this is on uh, Gateway Pundit, and sent to the brig, Lieutenant Car- Stuart Scheller went on a rampage against President Trump and his family on Facebook. <clears throat> Scheller had this to say about President Trump and his family, quote, President Trump, I was told by everyone to kiss the ring because of your following and power. I refuse. While I respect your foreign policy positions, I hate how you divided the country. I don't need or want your help. You do not have the ability to pull the U.S. together. You may even win the next election, but your generation's time is running out. Tell your son to stop tweeting about me. Your whole family knows nothing about us or our sacrifices. I could never work with you. I'd rather sit in jail and be released with a dishonorable than make compromises in my beliefs. So the Pipefitter Foundation, and if any of you, uh, like I had requested, sent a donation, they will refund your donation if that doesn't sit well with you. I personally got mine back and put it somewhere else. Wow, <laughs> so, that's good to know. So they will. Yes, yeah. So uh, because there was such an uproar about this, and like that, one of the things is, man, is that he says, um, "I respect your form, blah blah blah." blah. Uh, kiss the ring because you're of your following and your power. You're following. So if you're not interested, like by the things you're saying, like you're kind of specifying his following, which I, I like Donald Trump quite well. I don't I don't appreciate the fact that you you kind of were malicious and attacked him and said he was divisive. I don't think that he was divisive at all. I think that the media portrayed him as divisive and you and you're perpetuating that mistruth. So um if you no nah, I don't I don't agree with that. Like and I think that when you did this you were you know when the guy originally came out he's attacking the administration on the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Now it has turned into something else. Um you're making it more about you and less about the people that died and the things that you were saying originally. So, no, nah, man, like, you're, you're on your own. If, I'd rather sit in jail and be released with a dishonorable than make any compromises in my beliefs. That's unfortunate, but knock yourself out. But you're not going to do it with my money, so have a nice day. I'd be interested to see how much money that guy lost, too. Because yeah. I have to believe that people on the right would be mainly the people that were supporting, you know, backing his cause. Would absolutely. You think? Uh, yeah. There's no possible way that that is absolutely has. Yeah. So you tell me the guy comes out criticizing Joe Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan. How many, how many Democrat leftists are going to be championing that guy's cause and giving him money? No, that, that was a, that was primarily, I mean, I have to imagine that was Trump voters. So, so how does that work? I mean, did he already get, a lot of the money that were they holding some back or how are they doing the refund? I mean, are they getting it back from him? Surely not. No, it's coming from the, so that pipe hitters foundation, like that's, that's, it was sitting in an account. Like, so no, I don't think that he'd received any of that yet. He was in the brig. And then I think the day after I requested my money back, which whatever, can't remember what day this broke. Yeah. Pardon me. October 3rd. So, um, Man, is this guy a basket case or what? 
Yeah, I'm sure, dude. And like that was kind of one of the things because the Pipe Hitter Foundation, after all these people were, were requesting their money back, released a statement, but saying, you know, they still stand behind the guy because he's in a tough spot. And I agree that he is, but man, the, the, there's do's and don'ts to anything. You shouldn't have done that, man. Like you, you pretty much pissed on everybody's head. Like, you know, if if you're gonna sit here and and, and say you don't want Don Jr. to to tweet your story out, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like it doesn't matter. Is it about the message or is it about you? Because your personal disdain for Trump Jr. that that overshadowed your message. So that's your fault. Like, and whether you're in a bad spot or not is irrelevant to that particular situation because you. You pissed a lot of people off, man. Like most people, myself included, aren't aren't gonna look at it as some sort of a bigger picture. That oh well, his message. No, dude, screw you and your message and the horse you rode in on. Because and I watched a, a, a Brandon Tatum's take on it. It, it was pretty concise. I think that you know the, the dude knew what the protocol was as far as doing that in uniform. He knew what would ensue, and so which Brandon Tatum's take, which I tend to somewhat agree with, was that the guy was doing it for attention from the onset, and you know he he. And to give Brandon Tatum credit, he reserved himself until after this kind of developed, which I kind of feel like maybe we should have done as well. But it was pretty inspiring to see the guy, you know, do what he did. But then to come out and do this, nah, man, like, I'm out on that. So, Yeah, really, I'd rather see that money go to, like, the Pfizer whistleblower or any of these others that Project Veritas has. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, no, so speaking of the Project Veritas, that that was uh, a pretty pretty big deal this week, and it just came across in, in my email that, that she's been uh, fired from Pfizer. Um, and like always, everyone should go. I can't believe that that video is still up, but I think that's number, yeah, it's number five. Um, and I'm just going to read the, the basic rundown from the email that they sent. So Project Veritas, as opposed to playing the video in its entirety, it's about a 20-minute video. It's fascinating. Um, everybody should go to Project Veritas and, and check her video out. And she has a give, send, go as well. Um, and, and I'll uh, get to that in a minute. Project Veritas released the fifth video in his COVID vaccine investigative series today featuring a sit which this is, bear with me, this was Wednesday. Today is Saturday. And then this will be posted Sunday, tomorrow. So she leaked internal emails that show corporate executives telling staff to be secretive about the use of human fetal tissue and laboratory testing of the COVID vaccine. Here are some highlights from the video. Vanessa Gelman, Pfizer Senior Director of Worldwide Research, quote, from the perspective of corporate affairs, we want to avoid having the information on fetal cells floating out there. The risk of communicating this right now outweighs any potential benefit we could see, particularly with general members of the public who may take this information and use it in ways we may not want out there. We have not received any questions from policymakers or media on this issue in the last few weeks, so we want to avoid raising this if possible. And so what that means is, let me ask you, both of you guys, does uh, does that sound to you? Oh, by the way, uh, the executive producer, Buford, is back from his vacation, so we didn't expect him to be here. He came in last minute, 11th hour. But I'm here. Across home plate. I made it. Sliding all the way. <laughs> so, does that sound like like someone that is concerned with public health and, and getting, quote-unquote, past this pandemic, getting it behind us and beating a, quote-unquote, pandemic? Or does that sound like someone that's worried about the company's bottom line? Yeah, that sounds completely about bottom line. <laughs> um, so, the Gelman, in a different quote, we have been trying as much as possible to not mention the fetal cell lines. One or more cell lines with an origin that can be traced back to human fetal tissue has been used in laboratory tests associated with a vaccine program. 
Philip Dormitzer, Pfizer chief scientific officer, quote, HEK293T cells used for the IVESA are ultimately derived from an aborted fetus. On the other hand, the Vatican Doctrinal Committee, which means zero to me, by the way, has confirmed that they can, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they consider it acceptable for pro life believers to be immunized. Pfizer's official statement couches the answer well and is what should be provided in response to an outside inquiry. Melissa Strickler, Pfizer Insider Manufacturing Quality Auditor. This is the woman that blew the whistle. They're being so deceptive in their emails. It's almost like it is in the final vaccine. It just made me not trust it. And so there was a lot more contained with that video that we don't have the ability for time constraints to go into this evening. I just recommend that all of our listeners, please, please, please listen to it. And so let me. And that's the thing too. Like, and and it's funny you say that like about protecting your bottom line is because I talked to someone today and I was, I was drinking a Red Bull. I'm a big advocate of Red Bull. Mm -hmm. Um, just and and honestly, I just buy their stuff. They've got I like F one, and they've got a guy that's uh, Max Verstappen, like the the guy drives for the Red Bull F one team. And when everybody was doing all the kneeling and solidarity and stuff, he was he was like, "Nah, it's, that's not going to happen." And um, and they've done some conservative things in the past as far as firing some of their marketing uh, people no, yeah, that were trying, that. yeah that were trying to take the company in a more woke direction. So I was talking to somebody today, and they were like, oh, you shouldn't drink those. Those are horrible for you, and uh, which me just being devil's act. And they're probably not good for you. Couldn't care less. My choice. So just like anything else. So, yeah, it may kill me in the long run. Whatever. It's not your problem. You know, it's it's mine. So, But you talk about the bottom line. They were like, yeah, just look it up. It, look it up on the Internet. It says how bad they are for you. I was like, oh, yeah, look up all this stuff on election fraud. See what it says on that, you know, and look up all the look up all this information on the vaccine. Let's see what it says about that. Yeah. It's like these people are feeding you information that they only want you to see. Yeah. And uh, and is that the same for things like energy drinks? No, it's it's apples and oranges yeah. for sure. But these people aren't in this like they're, they're not in it to go broke. Right. Like, it, it's pretty simple stuff. If if you follow the money. You're probably going to find where the corruption's at. Absolutely, 100%. Always, always. Um, I had an old coworker years ago, and that's that's what's pretty much his answer to everything is follow the money. That's what, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like vaping. Vaping's horrible, which I don't vape or smoke or anything like that. But if I took a notion to, I'll buy a cigarette and smoke it. So, yeah, it's, uh, again, my choice, my decision. So, perfectly within the, you know, the, it's, Within the law, all that good stuff. So, uh, but they were like, "Yeah, vaping's horrible." Yeah, says the uh, tobacco companies, and yeah. I'm sure the vaping companies say the tobacco's horrible. Like, I don't know. You don't know what to believe. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of of, of either. But I, I would say this, in my personal opinion, my estimation, the information that I've that I've looked at indicates to me that cigarettes are probably a little better than vaping because vape. Like, I remember I had a, a coworker one time. I talk about coworkers a lot. Uh, that that vaped and oh I got this this flavor and that flavor like and what what exactly is it that creates that flavor that, that you're burning and inhaling like, is that is that natural is that really actual strawberries they have in there why don't you just man up and smoke a Marlboro Red one time for real well Camel non filter yeah, Camel that's what I'm saying dude which I yet again I've got another coworker dude and, and uh, he smokes uh, Marlboros and so I started talking about how the Marlboro man like he's he's I'm trying to think of a more diplomatic way to say it. He is a, you know what? He's a low intelligent uh, redneck guy, <laughs> and uh, he hates Bubba Wallace. 
and when and Bubba Wallace actually just won on kind of a technicality, and this dude was was not was not happy. So I I, oh. I, I twisted the knife. But anyway, that <laughs> I said that the Marlboro man was a homosexual. <laughs> He got a lot madder than I thought he would. <laughs> he did not like that. But uh, so uh, uh, Melissa, I can't remember her last name here. But anyways, it's uh, givesingo.com uh, forward slash Pfizer whistleblower. So if and I would I would ask um, everybody, please. I mean, she just she just lost her job, and so the fact that they're using aborted fetal tissue in, in potentially in the vaccine itself, but in the experimentation to develop the vaccine. But I think, like she said, the reason that they're, they're, they're trying to keep this as quiet as possible, because I would, again, I'm, I'm, I can't say this with the utmost authority, but it seems to me that there's a high likelihood that it's actually in your vaccine. Hence the reason you're trying to cover it up. And that's not uncommon to have aborted fetal tissue in vaccines. The MMR vaccine, I believe that it was a, a pretty common occurrence to have that in the MMR vaccine for, that your children would take the measles, mumps, and rubella shot. But um, but either way, she didn't have to do what she did, and I think she did it uh, for the right reasons and with a good heart. And I, I would implore any of our listeners that that woman needs help, and I'm sure there's going to be a legal battle in the Sioux that she would she would need money for anyways. So please do that. So everybody knows what's going on. Well, I assume everybody does, just because I know. No, they I've, don't. And I've been following it. So that's why we're yeah. doing this. Yeah. All right, let me try that one more time. <laughs> Take it from the top. So absolutely no one knows what's going on in Australia. <laughs> Breaking news for me. So, <laughs> so these people have been living in an absolute just tyrannical dystopian state for the last, I mean, pretty much since the onset of COVID. Have they not? Yes. yes. So, like, these people have been forced. I mean, they've, they've act just absolute forced lockdowns. It's worse than California, I mean, in my opinion, from what I've seen. So, there's there's videos, like, the whole, the whole back to blue thing, man, which, and I think, honestly, like, Republicans and, and people on the right and stuff, like, there we're always we have always been the the law and order type people the back the blue type people and so when you know over the last summer all the ridings and the defund the police and all of that stuff like man you had overwhelming support from the right you know they had the the blue line flag and all of that stuff and but man in in this case uh in the case of Australia and and some of the things that have been going on over there, man, you have to realize that, like, the the back-to-blue effort is not unconditional. You can't hide behind the, well, I'm just doing my job stuff. Mm-hmm. If your sure. job stuff, like, if, if your job is to arrest people that are well within their rights to, to protest and speak out and things like that, man, I'm, I'm going to have to say... I'm not backing you. Right. Like, no, and, and you're also breaking the oath that you took to protect the Constitution and, and defend the, the, the people that you were sworn to protect. So, and I don't know what Australia has in the form, you know, like the equivalent right. of what would be our Constitution. Sure. So, but there's videos, and people are like, they, they don't trust the police anymore. There's tons of interactions where people are videoing the police now. And they're saying, you know, the cops are, well, why are you videoing me? Said, well, it's because I don't trust you anymore. Yeah. You know, I think you're, you know, you're, you're not here to necessarily do anything to, to help serve and protect. Yeah. So they're making house calls based on people's Facebook posts that are like, 
organizing protests. They faced heavy fines for even talking about organizing protests. There's been videos of women that have been put in handcuffs with their children present, like come to their home and, and things like that. And it's just really just a dystopian thing. And so, which I, I hate to go back to, to guns and all of that stuff, but in, in 1999 or 1996, rather, the National Firearm Agreement in Australia uh, on suicide, homicide, mass shootings, um, it banned all sorts of weapons. Um, the government, they did a quote-unquote buyback, um, which they can't really do because you didn't buy the government's, you know, you didn't buy the guns from the government, therefore they can't really, they can't buy them back. And so what that did is it put a ban on import, uh, importation, ownership, sale, resale, transfer, possession, manufacture, or use of all self-loading center fire, all self-loading pump-action shotguns, all self-loading rim fires, uh, with a few exemptions um, for, like, clay target shooters, something like that. Uh, and then it goes into their uh, their buyback scheme, and it, which actually calls a scheme, uh, registration, uh shooter license which you have to prove you have a genuine reason for owning a firearm um such as like being a member of a shooter's club or something like that um there's waiting periods like a 28 day waiting period uh, they put a limit on the sale of ammunition all of this stuff so in the name of public health and safety something to the tune of about 650,000 weapons were bought back um, in Australia. So in the name of public health and safety. So now, in the name of public health and safety, all of you people, instead of being citizens, are subjects, which means you're subject to whatever it is that the government dreams up. So when when these people make these posts on Facebook and they're, they're, you're saying law enforcement comes to their home... On what pretext? I mean, what constitutes a visit from the police that they're po- like? See, the, the as, like are they like? Does it have to do with vaccination status? Because I'm I'm not up and up on on Australia. No, they're not, and I don't know. Like I said, we we have our constitution here, sure. So we have the right to peacefully assemble. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can peacefully protest all of that good stuff. And mm-hmm. over there, sort of, they think yeah, well, yeah. And if you're on the left, you can peacefully burn down buildings. Yeah. So, um, but over there, they face something to the tune of about $10,000 worth of fines. And I don't know if that's something that's newly placed based on COVID restrictions or if that was something that was already in place. Yeah. So, because in the name of health and safety, we don't want any large gatherings, you know, because that would be a super spreader event, you know, quote unquote, according to them. And so we don't want you together. And, there's videos of uh, of demonstrations that have gone yeah. on in parks and SWAT teams going through these parks, popping people with rubber bullets and things like that. I mean, it's – but they've shut down lots of uh, construction, like lots of construction projects and things like that. And they had a uh, – they had a movement kind of like the, uh, the Yellow Vest movement mm-hmm. that happened over in Europe. <clears throat> and – so like people are people are really bucking it, but they and we're about to play this video, and it really shows that they went from just insane, and this is just absolute lunacy. 
Today the call has gone out to everyone in home quarantine in Victoria to take part of our, our pilot program and what that means is that they will receive random phone calls and they have to answer uh, within five minutes with a, a selfie sent to this app which will then geo-track uh, where the, that person is and to make sure that they are who they say they are as well. If they don't answer within that five-minute period, that's when health officers come knocking. Pete. Oh, my goodness, dude. That, that, is, that is insane. And So you get a call, and within five minutes, you better answer, send a selfie, which you will be geo-tracked. And she said that's a pilot program. So, And then health officers. So health officers will be... Yeah. <laughs> Paying you a visit. Now. I wonder. I wonder if they, uh, or if they're like the guy from what was it, Johnson and Johnson, that wanted to load up on that blow dart action. They'll come. They'll come. They'll come to your house and shoot you with a blow dart if you're where you're supposed to be. No, uh, I, I made a couple of notes, and and I'll but just that, be, go ahead. I'll, I'll beat the same old dead horse at all as, as always. You know, the, so they're posting on Facebook, and, and and so law enforcement is monitoring their Facebook posts, and Facebook, I'm sure, is is completely complicit and okay with that. Just one one more reason of many to, to not be on there. In addition, and I'll just talk about it briefly. I think we had it queued up, but just because of the time limitations, uh, a lot of people asked me about that Facebook whistleblower as a side note. This week, the Facebook whistleblower was a complete sham. So she did the whistleblow, then was in Congress the next day testifying, and, and basically all she was doing was not only calling for more regulation of Facebook, more regulation of free speech, but someone like her and or actually I think it's a transvestite. If 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 people say, what's her name, H Hogan Hogan something. Gosh, man. I, yeah, like that. The jawline yeah, is is super manly. Yeah, she's got like a real yeah, like no, a real prominent lantern jaw and and a Cro-Magnon uh, brow. So and oh, she does, don't she? Yeah, he yeah he does. <laughs> yes, he sure does. Um, but. <laughs> So many reasons to be off of there, but the, the, so they're going to start regulating free speech. So, like like many people have said, and I've said before myself, the time is ripe for a a, a new social media platform that is not susceptible to, to to all of those ails. And so, but what she's suggesting would mean the government comes in and has the ability to regulate these companies so that you couldn't create a conservative-oriented platform that's pure free speech. And so, like, Mike Lindell and a few others have started to construct those things, and they seem to be really slow-moving. But that's I want to say that's the reason that this man-slash-woman thing is is advocating for this. And, again, it was a complete sham. Uh, she She's a, a shill and a complete stooge and a stoolie. But there that was not a you know because people are like oh this what about this facebook because people know that i hate facebook so i was getting a lot of messages of people talking about the quote-unquote whistleblower it's not a whistleblower at all that this woman is a paid shill just advocating for more and more regulation of free speech secondly when you're talking about a dystopian future and stuff like that i somehow or another stumbled across and this is somewhat unrelated but uh hood time i stumbled across this channel on youtube and so this guy just goes around like the the seediest areas of all these uh u.s cities I and mean, he goes all over the country and one of them was uh he was in philadelphia and uh they were really philadelphia was particularly bad but when you look at some of these places man like it, it looks like what you imagined you know the, the 80s movies made the future look like in so many of these cities and so I, I was just thinking to myself when i saw those and then you said that like 
the, the dystopian future is upon us. Like it's starting to arrive. Like when you see these big metropolitan areas and even the one yeah, that's, it, it, it all looks like the, uh, the film with Kurt Russell escaped from New York. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. it, it really, really, I mean, it was really bad. I mean, tr- trash strewn for, for blocks and blocks and blocks, homeless people everywhere, people defecating like on camera, you know what I mean? Like, because there's so many people like there's defecating on the streets. I mean, you, you hear these stories, but you can see it in real time on this, these guys riding by, he's got a high definition camera that swivels around and everything. And which he's, he's got more guts than I do, man. Some of the places he's at is just, it, it's pretty awful. But, um, and another thing too, though, when you're, you're talking about defunding the police, the left just this week alone has been making this big, uh, uh, or, or trying to employ the, the tactic of moving away from all the previous talk about defunding the police. And so we've talked about before where they try to kind of put that over. And all, Nancy Pelosi, for an example, was saying that Republicans were the ones that actually wanted to defund the police. And so I was watching a big compilation, and it was like seven minutes long of all these prominent leftists um, talking about defunding the police. So they're trying to get away from that rhetoric because internal polling is showing that how how grotesquely unpopular that actually was. So they're trying to keep viability for 2022 and in 2024 because some of the best pollsters, one of them, which is a younger guy, um, that he has all kinds of crazy methodology to predict these things or whatever. But it's every every algorithm or however you call it that he runs shows Democrats losing big in 22 and 24. Obviously, his system doesn't take into account uh, misconduct and cheating which I think is going to be a really big factor. And in fact, I'm rambling like always. Our caller, was it last week or the week before? Whenever we had a caller, the caller said that he was happy to see um, legislatures putting things in place to, to kind of mitigate voter fraud. I, I don't know that that's going to make a difference because if you remember, especially in Pennsylvania, and so in some of these states are trying to, to do, and like California did, Pennsylvania is trying it now, universal mail-in ballot, ballot indefinitely and so if you if these people if if the governors didn't go follow the state constitutions and go through the legislature to pass the, the laws for mail, universal mail-in ballots the first time what well, what's going to stop them this time even if you have those laws on the books if they can't continually break the law in places like maricopa county don't they um they ignore subpoenas and and they they don't obey the attorney general they don't obey the courts what's going to change so it, it and that specific instant, it seems to me that if if they won't obey the law, then and law enforcement won't enforce the law, it becomes the people's responsibility to enforce the law on those individuals and move them by whatever, remove them rather by whatever means necessary. But I digress. I, I yield after that rant. But I garnered all that from what you just said. <laughs> but anyway. Well, that's really good, which you were talking about, Nancy fun, uh, Nancy Pelosi and defunding the police and all that stuff and how they've tried to kind of put that that spin on it like that was a, a right-wing movement, yeah, which it absolutely wasn't, and which we've been, we've been accused of being a right-wing echo chamber. And so oh, our, our show particularly. Yes, we have. Our show has been accused of being a right-wing echo chamber. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I challenge whoever that is – I, you, you tell me, what do you think the media is that, that sang the praises of BLM, you know, and CNN and all of the legacy media standing in front of burning buildings all summer long, burning down the CNN building in, in Atlanta and the, the whole George Floyd movement, the Chaz chop zone, all of that stuff. 
and and then somehow or another say that all of this defund the police was a right wing move. How do you think? What do you think all of the legacy media is? What in the world do you think that is if that's not a left-wing echo chamber? Oh, Between yeah. all of the media and Hollywood and sports and like things like that. They just went ESPN, the uh, um, Sage Steele. They just got on her for saying, what, conservative things. People that are conservative, they won't let you succeed. If they'll, they'll silence you, hence cancel culture. That's what we've been dealing with for the last couple of years. So if we're a right-wing echo chamber, how about this? How about you schedule a call in? You can send us an email, something like that. And by all means, I would love to hear your side of the story as to try and convince me that any of the legacy <laughs> media, any of that stuff is not the left-wing echo chamber. Rex took that extremely personally. and I, I don't blame him. To expound- but that's the thing. Like We're out here. We're putting our, our voices, our names, our, our livelihoods. We're putting all of that stuff out there. That's risky these days. You tell me, when, when was the last time somebody came out as, as gay or pansexual or any kind of the left-wing nonsense that you hear day in and day out? What? How is that risky? It's right. not. Oh, no. Nobody's that, been that, canceled for yeah. being that. Yeah, no, that's, that's trendy. Yeah, absolutely, it's yeah. trendy. It like, wins you accolades. Yeah. And, and the more perverse you get... And I had some stuff yeah, on that. They're outline, not getting canceled for that. People like us are. Yeah, because there is, and and I don't have the articles outlined for the for the show, um, because for some reason a lot of our listeners don't like the uh, the sexual uh, debauchery <laughs> things. But no, there there is what I've always said. There's more and more of a push for legalized pedophilia to actually add the P to the LGBTQ plus than it would be P. Uh, but to expound upon the the defund the police, um, this is front page mag uh, Daniel Greenfield. Um. The, the title is Black Lives Matter Killed 2,000 Black People. The number of black murder victims rose 62% in one year. And so he's got a lot of numbers, and I'll try to make this quick. The Black Lives Matter movement and the Allied Criminal Justice Reform Movement, which opened jails and decriminalized crimes, led to a nearly 30% surge in murders in 2020. The 29.4 increase is historically unprecedented. The worst one-year percentage jump in murders was 12.7% increase in 1968 during a crime wave that led Democrats and Republicans to embrace tough-on-crime policies. 1968 was the year that Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Omnibus Crime Control and Safe Street Acts, pardon me, Safe Streets Act into law. But the opposite happened in 2020 as Democrats and some libertarian Republicans colluded to dismantle the criminal justice systems, open up the jails, and endorse Black Lives Matter. Let's get down to some of the numbers. The FBI numbers are in, and they show that Black Lives Matter and its corporate back corporate backers killed more people in one year than anything short of an African civil war. 3,595 black people were murdered in 2019, but in 2020, 5,839 black people were murdered. That's an additional 2,244 black people killed. 56% of the murder victims of 2020 were black. While people of all races were more likely to be murdered in the year of Black Lives Matter, Black people were disproportionately likely to be killed as a result of the police defunding and the George Kirby effect, as well as the pressure on the justice system to open up prisons, free criminals, and stop arresting new criminals in the name of fighting for the big lie of racial justice. 3,060 white and Latino people were killed in 2019, which rose to 4,167 in 2020. The 36% increase is devastating, but the number of black people murdered in 2020 shot up 62%. The 62% increase in the murders of black people should be the headline in every single media outlet, which currently treats the lack of black classical musicians or chefs as a major crisis. While statistics like 135, quote, unarmed black people 
being shot by the police in five years becomes a cause for massive riots. Violent assaults on innocent people and the defunding of the police, a 62% increase in the murders of blacks, won't even get a mention from the same media, which regales us with claims of car accidents or racist because of disproportionate impact. There's a lot more. It's a good article. Check them out. That's what defunding the police gets you. That's what Black Lives Matter got you. It's it's all horse crap because the, it was the glorification. It was all fake. It was the glorification of a complete criminal who had four freaking funerals, several with gold caskets. And so, that that's what you get when you defund the police. And yeah. that was everybody knows that it wasn't it wasn't Trump supporters. It wasn't conservatives. It wasn't Republicans that painted that garbage on the street. Defund the police. It was Mayor Bowser in D.C. When they could, everyone congregated outside the White House and, and did all the things they did and destroy things. Yeah. And that, it, it wasn't was, Trump supporters when Jesse Smollett was talking about, you know, this is MAGA country and all the race yeah. bait and nonsense. Oh, there, there was one another one of those from this week. Actually, two this week, two more fake rate racial crimes. These people get caught left and right because and it's like that. Yeah, this is such a racist society that the world of the, the world's minorities are rushing here trying to claim asylum because we're so racist. And it's so racist that you have to fabricate racist incidents. White supremacy is such a, um, uh, it, it's the true pandemic in this country, so much so that you have to fabricate hate crimes. So, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. But that, and I didn't even touch on the big tech censor, uh, censorship and things like that. <laughs> which is also part of the whole media outlet that is also a left-wing echo chamber that won't let you, you know, oh, say anything about a quote-unquote COVID disinformation, which we've talked about before. Like, if, if COVID disinformation is bad, why is all disinformation bad? Yeah, but, but, but as far as an echo chamber, too, you've got NPR and PBS as well, government-funded tax dollars going to that echo chamber, too. So we were still talking about an echo chamber in, in passing. Yeah, and we don't get yeah. any tax dollars. No, no. We get no dollars. But that that same thing, what we were initially talking about in Australia, that Facebook and things like that and being able to monitor it are keeping these people from having any kind of a protest. So why why will you not let those people organize a protest? I mean, if if it was a Black Lives Matter protest, would they not let them organize that? I'm sure they would. Yes. I mean... If, you know what I mean? Right. It, it, which even still, like, they, they it, it, to me, just thinking out loud, it was so short-sighted because so many things, uh, it was a culmination of things to, to try to win the election of, of just mass stupidity on the Democrat Party's part. And I don't, in a fair election, they couldn't have won in 2020, and I don't see how they dig themselves out of the hole for 2022 and 2024. In a, again, in a fair election. Yeah, it's fair. Because, and it won't be. But... They painted themselves into a, an absolute corner. They they've made the wrong pick every time. But the the the, the difference is, it's blatantly obvious by now to anybody with a brain the, the the decisions that were made leading to the point we're at today were not made for the best interests of the country. They were made for the best interests of bureaucrats, corporate profits, and power hungry control freaks. That's it. Like our best interest. Like so, they're not appealing. To any, you know, they're they're appealing to, to the dregs of society in a lot of aspects. They're not appealing to the, the working class voters of, of all demographics. They don't care about middle America. They're not appealing to middle America. They're appealing to the top and the very bottom, it's, and then they're cheating for the rest. So I, I don't know where they go from here in a fair election, but they are, I mean, by their, their behavior is indicative of somebody that's not going to play the game fair 2022 and 2024 and for the, you know, into the future. And they're they're well on their way to tearing this country to pieces, and so 
like I'm always saying, like the, the time to not be political is not now. So many people still to this day d- don't understand. And so what, uh, a guy that, that well, it's not with, only this country. Like oh, it's sure it's, yeah, it's, yeah, at this it's, point it's, it's becoming the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we're America. I mean, largely we're, we're usually somewhere in the neighborhood of about 10, 10 years or so behind Europe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can look at things that are going on over there. Um, and, and, but the, my point being, we're the last bastion. So, yes. you know, and, and if and once we fall, it, if, if we do, then it's over for everybody else. There's, there's nobody coming to save the United States of America, dude, nobody. And, I think there's so many factors that, that go into people's behavior patterns. Now, I don't I don't know that that it, that it could be undone again. I mean, we've talked, we've been doing this, and, and again, like we're we're obviously nobody in the big scheme of things. But I think that that the people that do listen, I mean, I, I think I've done a pretty good job of outlining the the negatives of of social media use, especially Facebook specifically, and. And everybody I know was literally still on that stupid website. They cannot quit that website. And so look where they're quelling free speech. Look what they're assisting in stealing the election. And for whatever reason, the people feel they still have to be on that website. They cannot get off of it. It yeah, makes no sense. I know people sense. that were swearing they're getting off, and they did get off and deleted it for a week or so. And yeah. they're right back on there. They had withdrawals. Yeah, they no, did. It, and, and they, they got in the fetal position and started shaking and shivering yeah. and throwing up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we even had some instances of men that, that began to menstruate when they got off of it. So Yeah, yeah, and ovulate and everything. Yeah, one guy developed a fallopian tube. Yeah, he did. I just wanted, I just wanted to say fallopian tube. He's uh, pregnant now. now. I didn't want to say fallopian tube. I wanted to say fallopian tube. tube. Like a tuba. Tuba. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about Europe, and obviously we're we're behind Europe. So really you can just basically look at them and see what's in store for us. Yeah. Um, so they, which they've been having a huge migrant crisis. And so, and, and man, Paul Joseph Watson, if you, if, if you guys don't watch him on YouTube, that guy, which he's, I, he's from somewhere. He's got a thick British accent. I don't know exactly where he's from, but he's, he's definitely from somewhere. He's from somewhere. He, he's not from here. I know that. So, um, but he does a absolute just, stellar job on uh, on breaking some of this stuff down. So one of the videos that he just posted, it was about um, the Grand Hotel. And because Europe, man, and they've been bringing in all of these, uh, these Afghan refugees and things like that that are all supposed to be, you know, doctors and scientists and lawyers. And, and uh, you know, they were, they were all helping uh, – they were all helping the British and stuff. They're all interpreters and whatnot. So he did this video breakdown of the Grand Hotel, talking about it taking in somewhere to the tune of about 150 to 200 of these Afghan refugees, and they gave them two floors. It was like the top two floors or something. And this hotel, man, you if if you get a chance, look yeah, at it. Yeah, it basically it looks, looks like the British version of the Plaza Hotel that was in Home Alone 2. Yeah, this doesn't look like a hotel that would be in America. This looks like an old British hotel. This looks, I mean, it looks like a pretty nice place. Does it not? I mean, it looks it looks pretty British. Yes, it does. So they gave them, I think, the top two floors. and uh, So like the penthouse. Yeah. So they started getting horrible reviews of, I mean, like on TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. 
the Grand Hotel did. There's all of these people, and if you if you get a chance, watch it. It's Paul Joseph Watson, and uh, he does a breakdown, and he reads tons of these reviews that I'm sure have all been taken down now. But um, so TripAdvisor to combat that, um, and you can look it up. Don't don't believe me, and don't take my word for it. Look it up, see it for yourself. Uh, yeah, to, just double check us on the Eckhart Chamber. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And that, which, and I tell people that all the time. Like, don't don't listen to me. Don't take my word for it. Oh like, no, we are by, the foremost authority on nothing. But yeah, by all means, do all the research you want to do. Don't take it from me. Like yeah. so. And and the thing is, people that are confident in their beliefs. I, I feel pretty confident in doing that. If you if you objectively look at things, you'll probably come to the same conclusion. Does, so, the, does the name Amazon buyer mean anything to you? Hmm. That don't ring a bell. Are you serious? No, it does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um. So on TripAdvisor, they said, uh, due to a recent event that has attracted media attention, which I'm pretty sure was the Paul Joseph Watson video, uh, and has caused an influx of reviews uh, submissions that do not describe a firsthand experience, we have temporarily suspended publishing new reviews for this listing. If you have had a firsthand experience at this property, please check back soon. We're looking forward to receiving your review. So what they did to combat all of the bad reviews from all of so, the... So what were the p- people saying, though, some of the things that, that were happening there? So they're saying that there's kids that are just running rampant. And, and like, they're, they're using the, uh, they call them lifts, but the elevators. Mm-hmm. And they said they're just up and down, up and down, <laughs> up and down on the elevators all day. Because they've never Shit. seen one before. They, yeah, because they've never seen one. It's like a freaking carnival but ride. But the thing is, they broke all of them. <laughs> So there, except for one, there's only one elevator in this whole place left now that that's like a functioning elevator, but they're, they're like, man, they're like, they're using the bathroom in the hallways. Like they're running wild. People are seriously using the bathroom in the hallway. Yes. Like you, you know how they be. Sometimes you just got to do do. So they're like, so people are, people are complaining of like intimidation People's rooms are being broke into. People's things are being stolen, and people are like, demand- you know, it, it might be the staff blaming the refugees. Like, no, and that's the thing. People, no, go- I'm saying they're stealing and blaming on the refugees. Oh well, that very well may be true. But they had guests come in, and they're like, "Hey, man, we we booked a vacation, and we wanted to come to this nice place, and you didn't tell us that this was, you know, this, this a refugee <laughs> haven. <laughs> like, we had no idea when we got here, and we want our money back." So all the staff basically replied is racist. Of course. Yeah, you're not getting your money back, you racist. Well, they've they've got a quote from a lady, and this is an article from uh, GazetteLive.co.uk. So who really knows? It's UK garbage, whatever. Yes. Like, so it says, I totally agree that they, sh- they should have got out of the country, but my concern is the company didn't inform us that the Grand Hotel was doing like, so you totally agree that they should get out of the country, but why don't we got a vacation with them? Yeah. Like, dude, so you love them and you support them. But you don't want to be near them. But, I but that's also in- indicative of how, of, of how things go. So George Clooney, for an example, you know, George Clooney is this big advocate for, for uh, refugees and um, 
illegal immigration and all those things, but dude, he doesn't want to live. In fact, I think with his villa that he had in Italy, there's, I think, I can't remember what, uh, what country they're coming from. I want to say like Somalia or something like there were Somalian immigrants that, that were, that were coming into, into Italy and there was a big encampment just below his Italian villa. And then he, he was petitioning law enforcement to remove them as opposed to practice what he preaches and let them move in. And it's funny because I think years ago, Paul Joseph Watson, in fact, did a story about that. He covered that. Yes, he did. And which he basically. Yeah, because that's the one where he was at. He was like, how many did they take in? Zero. Zero. (laughs) That was was great. How many did they take in? Not <laughs> so <laughs> he, that that was like one of my favorite ones he ever did actually. Uh, but and that's been years now. That guy's got he does ton of like Zero. tons of good ones. He, <laughs> I mean, he did that one. He did the uh, some cultures are better than others, where yeah. he goes through the the Afghan culture and things like that, and the differences. I I mean, for instance, in our culture, it's not acceptable to poop in the hallway. <laughs> I man, that that may be your culture, but some cultures are better than others. They claim that when they uh, where is it? They claim that when they contacted the firm, they were effectively told they wouldn't get a penny of their hundred and sixty nine pounds back. Yeah, with the bo- uh, the booking having no cancellation policy, they further claim that they were told uh, they could present evidence that the hotel was being used uh, to house refugees. But the, but that after any complaint, they may not deal with until after their break. We'll fool with it after the break. <laughs> yeah, I think not. Yeah, that I, I I would that wouldn't fly. And that's the, the terrible thing about it. You can't even leave a bad review now. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what we have to look forward to. <laughs> scabies, you say? Yeah, scabies. What are scabies? They live in the sheets. Yeah, it's like little bugs. I like bed bugs. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, scabies. They get all in your skin, though, right? Yeah, they do. They nest in your skin. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. Yeah. That is one more thing for me to worry about. I caught scabies. <laughs> That's what it says. It says, stayed in the hotel while working away, contracting in East Yorkshire. I caught scabies from this filthy hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> also caught a man defecating into a carrier bag. What nice. the hell is going on in this hotel? <laughs> that is the review I was looking for. I would there not stay ever again. What a shame the government would do to this, to a seaside town. Disgrace. And that was from Lee P. Mm. The well, headline the, is scabies. Well, the thing is, though, too, like when your floor is made of dirt like it is all over Afghanistan, it's like a litter box. You just crap and bury it. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. A litter box. Yeah, I mean, it's just sand. So you can maybe just drop trial wherever, dude. Freaking. Yeah, here's one. It says, again, again, not being racist. Right. Well, yeah, when you when you start at not being racist, yeah, you're totally going to be racist. Like that, feel that, quite, that simple disclaimer does not absolve you from right. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it does. And well, it seems listen, like a blanket if, statement. If you if you want to prove your lack of racism toward those people, maybe you should pull your pants down and drop a loaf on the floor. You know what I mean? It's to like, prove that hey, man, I ain't no better than you. Look at this. I just made that. When when they say again, not being racist, it's like when Ricky Bobby says, "Uh, he's like." Oh God! What was it? I just—it just slipped my mind. Oh, with all due respect, 
if you say with all due respect, you can pretty much say anything after it. It's <laughs> <This is> true. <laughs> he says, again, not being racist, but we feel quite threatened. There's been theft in the hotel, damage in the hotel, locks being broken, and things going missing. I don't understand, but that's a, they, and, they condition society to such a high level of stupidity that that you you would conflate and believe yourself that that's race. That's not racism, you dumb. It doesn't matter who's doing it. Do you feel safe or not? If you don't feel safe, who's making you feel safe or feel unsafe? Rather, is irrelevant. It, the fact that you feel unsafe and those things are actually occurring is what's relevant. The race of the perpetrators doesn't mean anything. That doesn't make you racist. That means they're freaking dirtbags, dude. I don't understand. No, but you're absolutely right. We've been conditioned to think that talking any, like, if you say anything negative about anyone else, and that's, like, one of the reasons they want to cancel Dave Chappelle. Like, that guy's come out recently. He's done a Yeah, new, what's going on with that? He, he's got a new stand-up, uh, I think, a Netflix special or something Is he actually doing like comedy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's yeah. actually doing comedy. Well, it was transgender stuff. It was what they were getting mad about. Yeah. And and he did a little bit of that on his, because he had a Netflix special that was called Sticks and Stones, and it was actually pretty funny. And he said some conservative things. And I don't think, by and large, that that guy is a conservative. No, he's not. I, I like. I don't think that he's. And it know. doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. He's a comedian. Like, and I don't care what his political affiliation is. Exactly. Make me laugh, clown. <laughs> so, but yeah, they. I'm. I mean, but that guy. You can't. You can't cancel that guy. They could. You could cancel me. You know what I mean? But it's like there's a. It's like there's a diversity ladder, and white male is at the bottom of it. Yes. You know. And so he's higher on the diversity ladder than than I would be. So he can, you know, buy like in rock well, paper scissors, he would cancel me out. I like think. In a, I think in his defense, I think that that's not the only thing working for him. I think that the guy legitimately doesn't give a crap what other people think, and I think that he's also exemplary of the behavior that everybody else should pattern. Don't don't knuckle under and give in to to their demands. And so, like, what was it? I think it was Bill Burr. Like, they they got mad at him on the Me Too stuff, and then he yeah. did this whole thing where he tried to rehabilitate his 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 career and his image. And I think he's back around now. How about you just put up both middle fingers and say, "Kiss my." I did want to revisit one thing to circle back to the hotel. I th I think that there's a way that they can make lemons out of lemonade, or rather, lemonade out of lemons. I'm sorry. Yeah, they they've can, already got lemons. I'm sure that they have a really nice garden there. Why don't you just have the people crap in the garden to fertilize it? Problem solved. <laughs> well, they can't because you broke the lifts to get down there. <laughs> so, anyways, Dave Chappelle. You'll have to take the stairs. Yeah, they're not going to be able to make it, dude. They'll poop all in the stairwell before they make it downstairs at the garden. Well, they're, I mean, the, they're the all atrium. They could just use the trash chute. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. True. Somebody can catch it in a mailbag and then haul it out to the garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe or, that's what the guy was doing. He was pooping the mailbag to us, sending it out of the just garden. Don't get area. it mixed up with a laundry chute. So our next article, it's from the Hill, and this is and which we've seen it, especially throughout all the pandemic stuff. Everybody's to me, their eyes are starting to be you know open up as far as what our public schools are feeding our children, you know, as far as knowledge, you know, with uh, critical race theory. And it's been real controversial about making kids wear masks and things like that. And we've so, also seen a lot of the homosexual agenda implemented into those things too. So, yes. And we've covered that on here. So <clears throat> there's been a lot of parents that have, that have been outspoken about that. A lot more people have been engaged as far as showing up for these parent teacher conferences and things like that. And these school board meetings and, and really wanting to, to be involved in what 
what are you people teaching my children? So our government's response to that was yeah, the DOJ to investigate threats against teachers, uh, school board members nationwide. So uh, the announcement comes after the National School Boards Association, which I, and you'll have to check me on this, but I think that that's a big uh, Democrat donor. Yeah. Um, they asked President Biden for immediate assistance, quote-unquote, to help teachers, school board members, and students who have seen threats over mask mandates and critical race theory. The letter noted that law enforcement in some communities needed extra help monitoring threat levels and specifically asked for resources from DOJ, FBI, uh, U.S. Secret Service, Department of Homeland Security, and the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Yeah, that, that seems like a really uh, legitimate response. It does, uh, a reason it? A reasonable response, yeah. And so I, I think that this is just another case because that was the Attorney General, the Merrick Garland, who Obama had tried to appoint to the Supreme Court, um, and the Republicans blocked it until the new president took office. And so I, I don't know why you would need all that federal assistance when you have local law enforcement that keeps the peace at school board meetings, but I think that this, this won't bode well over the long term for Democrats because the people, the, the, especially the women, and, and even like the Matt Baker guy that we saw, like, they, dude, these people aren't going to back down. Like, that's not going to stop them. Like, because you're talking about people's children. So you can you can threaten with, with federal law enforcement and, and a visit to your house or however, but ultimately I think this is going to lead to more and more people homeschooling their kids, which I personally think is a good thing. But you've got a school building, a government-funded and, and built building with government-funded teachers, government-funded curriculum, and now you take another government entity and turn it against. Once, once the people, once the citizens that are funding all of this stuff, once they decide enough's enough, and we want to know what you're teaching our kids and why, or we want to get rid of some of these books. Some of these books in these, these children's libraries and stuff have blatant, sexual references and things yeah. like that stuff that children don't need to be like you have no business putting that in a child in in front of a child like it doesn't belong there yeah. and so there was one instance in a school board meeting where a parent started to read from one of these books and they cut her microphone off and it's like well if it's okay for my child to read then why is it not okay for me to all oh, that that's too explicit for you to read here you yeah. know in front of everybody <laughs> Yeah, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I mean, if it's if it's good for my child to read, it's good for us to read right here in the school board meeting in front of God and everybody, is it not? No, I, I agree. But these people are acting like tyrants and, and cutting people's microphones off and things like that. And hey, we don't want to hear it, man. Y'all can y'all can go ahead and ride out. So No, I I I couldn't agree more, but looking at it politically, I just don't see how this helps any of the viability of the Democrats overall over the long term. But of, of course the obvious which you already stated that which I was it T Terry McAuliffe? I think that that's uh, uh, I can't remember what seat he's running for in Virginia right now. It's a, I, well, I can't remember. Either way, the uh, he had said that it, it's not the the parents' business what the school is teaching. Basically, and I'm paraphrasing, but but basically saying that they were going to teach the kids what they wanted to teach regardless. And so you're, you're starting to see. So I, I just remember, like, I keep thinking back so many times to Janine Garofalo right after uh, Barack Obama got elected saying that socialism, the, the term socialism 
is the new N-word, but now you have people that identify openly as democratic socialists, and it is really not all that long later, what, 12, 13 years since, since he was elected. And so, and it had nothing to do with Barack Obama's skin color. Obviously, he was elected, and it had more, it, it was had everything rather to do with policy. And so it's crazy because now you're starting to see what they're, they're talking like communist China yeah. and acting like communist China where they're, you, you're, you get zero say on what we, we program your kid with. There was another Democrat candidate that was talking about uh, forced sterilization and only allowing people to have couples to have three children. And so, oh, then, then he said there was political satire, that it, that it, was, that it was a joke. No, it, it wasn't. But so you're, uh, and, and these are just a few small outliers of, of the overall communist slash socialist uh, mindset that, that they share collectively. These people are thugs, man. They're crazy. And, and they're trying to ax this country. And when they, and that's one of the things like the people that you see standing up at these school board meetings are extremely expiring. They're, expi- they're inspiring other people to show up in different capacities, not just necessarily school board meetings, but, um, you know, city meetings, county meetings, you know, city council and, and whatnot. So, and when you look just right now, a Trump speaking live in Iowa, and there's an estimated 60,000 people with a uh, half million people watching it online on rumble, mind you like a smaller platform. Um, because I think RSBN who usually covers their, their band from YouTube, if I'm not mistaken, but no, because it, it, it spreads. And just like over there, like, you know, the Tiananmen Square, for an example, like you can't allow any dissent. You can't allow this to, to uh, flesh out and for for um, patriotism and uh, dissent to spread organically. They crush it at every turn. And then you ha- they have the complicit media apparatuses, which they can control in totality. So that this is just emblematic of that. This is this. I say it all the time on the show. Just look. I don't say look at Australia. I say look at look at China. That's the and, and the the fictitious president is completely beholden to China. And so when there there was reports that Bagram Air Force Base, which is the what the the base the longest standing base they had in Afghanistan, that that they left first and they they seated it first. It's now the lights are on. There's Chinese planes on the tarmac. So you mm. you're telling me that wasn't planned. And there were some other concessions made to, to China this week. So, um, and when you think like the rare earth minerals that are that are so common in in the Middle East, if China's over there, like we're we're waiting on part shortages because, uh, like Reverso was saying, like the, his place of employment is shut down uh, a manufacturer because they can't get these uh, this the particular metals to create that product. So, and now you've seeded the the, the landmass with the most natural resources to make those products, and they're making it over there, which I, I go on and on and on about all that stuff, but the, this guy's beholden us to China for a reason. They don't call him Beijing Biden for no reason, yeah. but their, their, um, their policy is starting to look more and more like a Chinese dictatorship than, than anything we've ever seen. Yeah. And, and because people people have always thought that nothing like that could ever happen here, Keep th- people will think it won't happen until they're living under it, and I think that that well, and and to do a complete Jen Psaki circle back um, to Australia and the 
the quote-unquote gun buyback that happened in 96, which that was 25 years ago. So the people that coughed up their guns, their children are now adults. So, the, and, and they're having to reap, like, what their parents have sowed. You're having to deal with the consequences of what it is that your parents have done, like all of the policies and things like that, and, and the, the repercussions and the ramifications of them having their head in the sand. Sure. So, and what you were talking about just a minute ago, the time to be engaged is now. Yes. Because I'm sure back in 1996, they were thinking that, oh, well, we'll do this for the good of, of everyone. And now their kids are like, good God, what, what have y'all done to us? Like, you've, you've done this. You've done this by the policies that, that of, from the elected officials that you put in office. Right, and, and, but that's one of the things that you'll hear here is that it's a public health issue, and, and so the uh, not the World Health Organization. Uh, was it the World Health Organization, organization or the CDC? Um, now they're talking about they're, they're looking into to gun violence as a public health crisis. And so when you look— Well, to, I'm not even talking about gun violence and things like that. I'm just saying that you, you said, like, this is the last—this is the refuge. Right, like, but, but, but I, I think that the correlation I'm trying to draw is that uh, public perception, so the weak-kneed people that, for an example, that, that didn't want to get a vaccine but let their employer dictate that they would get a vaccine against their will— um, when they, if they were to knuckle under under the guise of oh well this is for the the better betterment of public health, it, it's it's never going to be that because the, when you're talking about quote unquote gun violence, we all know what that is. It's, the majority of it is comprised by sectarian gang violence, and to punish law abiding citizens, I, I I said that wrong you, because you're not allowed to to quote unquote punish law-abiding citizens because you have a God-given right constitutionally protected. These these rights are to protect, or rather, they're a regulation on government, not a regulation on us. So it's not even up for debate. So if they can, if they can do, for an example, the way the election was stolen, oh, illegally, there's no legal precedent to, to rectify this. Well, there's absolutely, unequivocally, no legal precedent for you to take anything of mine that's constitutionally protected is not allowed. This right was given by God. You, you can't have it. So don't ever listen to somebody talking about this being a public health crisis. It has nothing to do with that. So just like Australia failed, thinking it was, or, or rather maybe buckled under the idea that man, it may be for the betterment of the, it would never be that. And so history shows that it's ne- it, it, it never has been that. And so you, you, people that live in Europe would, would contend that, oh, well, our, our gun deaths are this. Doesn't matter to me. This, this, it's, not a, it's not a subject that's open for debate in, in as regards to what the legal precedence would be to be able to take people's private, take, take possession of, of private owned firearms. Well, then the whole, I mean, the whole premise behind the Second Amendment is to stop, in my opinion, to stop a tyrannical government. And, it's not, and not, they, that's not just your opinion. That's, that's pretty much unequivocal fact. And, and what they've got in Australia right now is a tyrannical government. Yes. And the thing is, you have no means to stop it. What are you going to do now? You can't, even, you can't even amass a protest. What are you going to do now? They'll, what are your they'll kids be sending do? selfies to the to the health department to make sure they are where they are, or they'll get a visit. Which I would I would be curious under their pilot program what the penalty is if you're not where you're. What, you know what I mean? If you don't send a selfie and and they come to your house and you're there, you're not there. What's the penalty for that? And so just like Rand Paul had said, you know they can like here they can't arrest everybody. Which in fact Rand Paul also said about the the specific story of of what we're talking about here. Where, where they're going to be looking into these people from these school boards, Rand Paul's own words, it's time to fear your government. That's not good. So there, there's a couple, uh, th- there's actually a couple of these. 
So uh, th- I'm, this I'm already looking and just reading the caption. I'm excited. Yeah, this is only a couple seconds, but there's several, so we'll have to get through them. And in fact, this might actually be there. There might be one that's a compilation of them all. So this is Joe uh, Joe Biden. And look, I, I don't want to hear Joe Biden. The listeners probably don't want to hear Joe Biden, but we're going to listen to him anyways because, for, uh, for better or for worse, he's the uh, fraudulent leader of the somewhat free world. You know, if I can digress for just a second. Last night I was on the television. Uh, on television, I was on the telephone with uh, a person at an emergency hospital ward. <laughs> Let's see. Hold on. This, 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 I think now he had this it is right the first time. Last night I was on top of the television. This is uh, <laughs> this is Fox News breaking into his speech and then going back out because you'll see why. Let's listen in. He's speaking in Illinois right now. And the Ohio, Pennsylvania, the Ohio, Pennsylvania, I'm from Pennsylvania. The uh, the uh, the Illinois president uh, of the uh, Don Harmon, State Senator Laura Murphy, State Rep uh, um, Martin Mo- uh, Mo- Moylan, and uh, we got great labor leaders here too. Tim, where's Tim? There you go, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, pal. AFL-CIO State President. And Jeff Isaacson, United Brothers of Carpenters. You've, and uh, Don Finn, IBW. Uh, and, uh, and Robert Reiter, Reiter, R-E-I-T-E-R, Reiter, Chicago Federation of Labor. And folks, uh, that's how we beat COVID-19. By all right, we're going to continue monitoring this here when we get to the details <laughs> we're, we're of gonna, numbers and all of that. We're going to cut back out now because nobody this. has any <laughs> idea what this butthole is saying. I wish that we, on uh, like on this show, that like I could have a performance like that and get away with it and people would still listen and, and still tune in. Uh, I just, uh, I just, uh, the green tree fell over there by the road. I was on the grass, blue with the gravel. Anywho, I was on top of the television. <laughs> I What's up, Bob, with the LCU? And, talk, uh, and see, we were talking off there about the the prop room that they had built, like the mm-hmm. faux oval office. Yeah. That and is peculiar for sure. That, They've had that for a while. I didn't hear about that. Well, it doesn't really instill me with confidence. I mean, when you've got all of the, just the shady stuff that surrounds this whole administration with, you know, election fraud and things like that, and this guy having no idea what he's doing um, most of the time. But it doesn't really instill you with confidence that, I mean, is is he, is he in the White House? I mean, are there? I I have no idea what all that's about, dude. You know, because at the beginning of his administration, they were saying that he was spending a lot of time at his his actual home, yeah, and that he wasn't even residing in Washington. I don't have any idea as to why they they would do that. I I, I don't know. I don't even. I, don't, I can't even speculate. It's odd. Well, they said that it's really blatant, like it's blatantly obvious that if you look out the windows and things like that, that are supposed to be the Rose Garden. And I mean, well, right yeah, now they had a, they had a full shot of it today with him speaking at a podium, the zoomed out so you can see that it's a complete set. Yeah. It's very, very odd. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fake just like everything else, and it it doesn't it doesn't uh, build credibility. Uh, and so this one is him t- defending mass firings, hundreds of people losing their job over vaccine mandates. So this should be rich, too. Let's be clear. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. The bigger story is the jobs report that was just released 
and it's bad. <laughs> and like, so even all the leftist networks are, are confused and talking about how bad it is, which I don't, why they're confused. I don't know. What did you think was going to happen? So you can't get product in, you don't have employees. What, what did you expect? And so, Oh, look at, look at the lives we're saving. You're not saving any lives. You're, you're, you're breaking this country's back. And so now Ron DeSantis is offering to open all these ports in Florida where they've, they've put in infrastructure over the last year to get these, these, uh, boats off the coast of California, bring them around to Florida, let them unload and let this, get this stuff distributed, which Ron DeSantis is an absolute cowboy, dude. And you have to wonder, because obviously he's not calling, there's no possible way he's really calling it much actual shots, I I, I would imagine. What is the end goal here? Like, they, they're wrecking this ship. I mean, and, and so to, to, to be out there and kind of far out, like, dude, are, are you trying to, to break our back so that you can just relinquish us to China as well? Like you Like you've done so many other things? There was a comedy made to, uh, today or yesterday that he was embarrassed, but I, c- I can't remember where. It was a fake story about a girl that gave him some kind of bear ear toy thing about uh, some public land that she wanted him to protect. It was so contrived and fake. Hence the reason he couldn't remember where it was because he knew he was making it up and didn't want anybody to check the veracity of it. But you're embarrassed that you can't remember the location of this fake little girl coming up to you and telling you these things. Have you seen your son... Did you see what his teeth looked like? <laughs> You've got a lot more to be embarrassed about than not remembering something. Because if not remembering something was embarrassing, you would never show your face ever. And so Hunter Biden had his art show yesterday too and sold like five pieces of art for $75,000 a piece. No money laundering going on at all. It's it's all on the up and up. His art is that good. Is he still? Yeah, because I haven't seen any of his new pieces. I just know that his old pieces that were showing him and he was like blowing with a straw like his... Yeah. This, like he would snort coke out of it and then blow paint out of it. I wonder so like what it was sucking in one side and blowing out the other. I wonder if uh, whatever hard narcotics he was doing that rotted his teeth out can rot out his fake teeth. Surely they're made of some kind of composite resin that can't yeah, be corroded by unobtainium or something. Yeah, yeah. What what exactly is it that rots them out? Is it crack? Meth. Meth. Yeah. You think he was doing meth? I thought meth was like the drug of drug of like really poor people or is meth just that good i wouldn't know i wonder if meth gets you higher than crack there's only crack will mess your teeth up right yeah yeah i think he was doing crack because that what was he saying he was doing on jimmy kimmel i think he did meth and crack didn't he (laughs) i mean really i'm gonna go out on a limb and say he's probably dabbled with a little bit of all of it yeah meth i think is worse than crack when that guy, when somebody asks, "Do you do drugs?" It's like, it's it's just yes. Like, what what kind do you do? <laughs> All <Yes>. of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do drugs. Any of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, if yeah, if you have some, he's interested. <laughs> Pick your poison. Sing along with the common people. Sing along, and it might just get you through. 